the seven healthiest foods to eat for natural weight loss this spring. Hey, what's happening? This is Isai Rodriguez, host of the Daspination Podcast, where I cater to the professional working man, 40 and above, who's looking to make positive changes to his health, lose weight, and become stronger overall through simple lifestyle changes. I'm here to share inspiration, tips, and proven lessons that I've personally learned and lived through in my 40 plus years on this here beautiful blue planet. So today we'll start the discussion off by talking about how to reboot your poor pandemic habits in our first segment. Then we'll move on to our second segment and talk about the seven healthiest foods to eat for natural weight loss this spring, as in right now. And listen, your health and fitness goals are easier to achieve than you think. First and foremost, it's all about getting your mind straight right from the get-go. And so I've got a freebie for you called the 10 Daspination Mind Hack that'll help whip your mind into shape so that you can turn around and whip your body into shape. Does that sound good to you? Then head on over to podcast.daspination.com slash mindhacks to get your freebie today and start using these 10 hacks to exercise consistently and create the real and lasting results that you're truly after and that you absolutely deserve. That's podcast.daspination.com slash mindhacks. Again, that's podcast.daspination.com slash mindhacks. Be in the know starting right now. Also, don't forget to rate me on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is is that you're listening to this episode right now and leave me a nice fat juicy five-star review and some absolutely beautiful words of why you love the show so much it really helps me get the word out and it's honestly one place where your vote truly matters and now let's move into our first segment with healthy conversations oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah so how is everybody i hope you guys are all doing excellent um i hope you guys Find yourself in good spirits, in good health. Um, it's been getting pretty warm over here on the west coast of the United States. It, we've been hitting uh, damn near 80s for the past uh, several days. So I'm wishing all of you some warmth and sunshine from the Sunshine State to all of you guys. And if you're already in the Sunshine State, well, thanks for welcoming me here. I really appreciate this beautiful state. So anyway, let's get into the uh, this week's healthy conversations. Um, we're talking about, you know, our pandemic habits and more importantly, how to reboot your body <laughs> from these poor pandemic habits, how to break the cycle, how to uh, get out or, you know, break these habits that we've built over the past year and a half, two years or so. So, uh, you know, let's face it, fellas and uh, and ladies. <laughs> I know you're out there listening. Actually, a huge shout out to all the ladies who have the balls to listen to a show called The Dadspination Podcast. Because when I first started this podcast, my main goal was to reach other men in my, you know, in my position, basically. So, you know, professionals who were sitting at a desk all day, every day, you know, but who still had the forethought and desire to want to be healthy or, you know, healthier than what they were, you know what I mean? But I also didn't want to totally alienate women 
from benefiting from these discussions either because i mean <laughs> like i didn't want to leave them out you know what i mean so i thought to myself i said self how can i talk to men yet not leave out all the women out there you know like how do i like how do we do this uh in a way that doesn't alienate them because i don't, I don't like and it came to me one day when i was playing with my son and, and my wife asked are you mansplaining to your boy why he can't have mac and cheese every day? <laughs> and of course, I busted out laughing because I totally was. But, you know, I played it off. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I played it off and said, uh, nah, babe, <laughs> I'm not mansplaining. I'm dadsplaining. So, boom. <laughs> and, and that's more or less where the name came from. And it just kind of stuck. But, um, you know... Anyway, I, I've digressed a little. Let's get back on track here. We're talking about these new bad habits we started thanks to COVID isolation. You see, so in the early days of lockdown restrictions, these lockdowns had a deep impact on people's daily lives. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I've been on plenty of meetings where I'm sitting there in my boxers and talking about business projections with my teams and uh, you know, uh, planning out, a, you know, like putting together a plan of attack for whatever project that we were working on at the time. Crazy when you think about it. But, uh, you know, there was a short study that actually showed how the sale of alcohol skyrocketed during this isolation period, how physical activity dropped off sharply, like plummeted, you know what I mean? <laughs> and how you know, quote unquote, uh, comfort eating has led to so many, so many people putting on unnecessary weight too. You know what I mean? And and I'm kind of a, of a shame to admit it, but that goes for me too. You know, I've put on a few pounds, but now I'm working to get back down to my pre-pandemic weight and probably uh, <laughs> lower than my pre-pandemic weight because. Uh, but so so what's happened since March of 2020? Again, this is crazy when you think about it. Uh, you know, like after two years of pandemic life, many of these effects are still present. For a lot of people out there, they turned to less than ideal ways of coping with the isolation. People who lost their jobs decided they needed to drink at 2 p.m. because, well, why not? <laughs> you know? And the verdict is now this is no surprise to scientists who study behavior change. They know that when a shock in someone's life happens and forces a change in our behavior for uh, you know an extended period of time, there's generally a, a carryover effect because we as humans, like we humans, are sticky in our behaviors. So in other words, our new pandemic habits will be more than likely hard to break, period. <laughs> you know, like that's the bottom line right there. Like, so let's take alcohol, for example, since that's like a huge one out there, you know, during the first week alone of stay at home restrictions in March of 2020. So we're talking about we're, we're in March of 2022 now. So we're talking literally two years ago now, you know, during this first week, it was tracked that there were uh, th there was an increase of 54 percent 
in the national sales of alcohol. That's insane. Good for the owners of liquor stores, but insane nonetheless, you know? Kind of reminds me of one of my friends um, who used to tell me how he always wanted to open up a liquor store because, you know, simply because it's one of those industries or businesses that uh, you know, is basically recession-proof. Think about that. But not for too long because that's not what we're all about here. <laughs> so a 54% increase is crazy. <laughs> like seriously, do the math. It's insane. That's over 50 cents on the dollar. And now think about the fact that bars and restaurants had to close for obvious reasons. You know what I mean? 54% increase overall. <laughs> and in another study, it was documented that there was a 41% increase in heavy drinking among women. That's why women are, were on the, on the back of my head for this uh, discussion. And they were saying that in the months that followed the initial, uh, the initial lockdown period, <laughs> that there was an increase of 41% of heavy drinking like in women. So they said that women reported drinking four or more drinks within a few hours. That's one hell of a fucking happy hour. You know what I mean? Now, there was a reported dip in the sale of alcohol after the initial spike in the spring of 2020. So that's good news. But, uh, you know, the, the, the most recent data shows that the amount of beer, wine and uh, hard alcohol sold were still higher at the start of this year, 2022, than they were in 2019. So <laughs> the fact still remains that alcohol sales have stayed higher than they were before the pandemic. Also a point of concern here <laughs> were the changes in physical activity. They've pretty much followed the same pattern as alcohol. So scientists at UC San Francisco <laughs> analyzed data from a wellness smartphone app uh, called Argus, which tracks daily step counts among users in countries around the globe. And, and what this data showed was that one month after stay-at-home restrictions started in 2020, uh, people were taking about 27% less steps per day on average. <laughs> so this was an average. This is not like literally per day. I mean, this was an averaged out amount. So the, initially, the dip in activity was pretty drastic. Like the first month or two, that dip was huge, you know. But luckily, the lockdown started just before the spring and summer months. So this kind of help the numbers bounce back a little because of the longer days and more sunlight. But then they dipped again once the fall and winter came around, you know? But not all was lost because <laughs> even though uh, most people moved less, there were some people who actually took advantage of their time during the pandemic to get very fit. And now, now that we're starting to pull out of all of this, it's, it's good to see that physical activity levels, like the, the, the amount of uh, movement or activity that people are doing, uh, is, it's, it's gradually increasing. So people are literally slowly <laughs> starting to get out and get moving as they were before. This is great news and a great 
opportunity to learn from this experience. This is an important lesson for all of us, really. I think I think we could all agree that it was way too easy to overeat during lockdown. <laughs> you know, am I right? And we can also see how easy it is to not be active. You know, this is a clear recipe for disaster in terms of, you know, your heart health or so. In fact, uh, across the nation, blood pressure readings have risen by two points. That, that's, think about that. Like, I, I mean, you might be saying two points. That's nothing. You know, and you're right. Two points per, you know, for one person is not much if anything at all to worry about. But when you're talking about an entire nation, two points is way too many points to be giving up, if you ask me. You, you know, you like, like you have to think about whether or not these two points are going to translate into higher rates of heart attack and stroke and other conditions. You know what I mean? Like, you've got to wonder, like, h- how this is going to manifest itself across the population in the years to come. You know, so we still don't, there's a lot of uh, variables still like undefined, you know what I mean? On top of this, like that, this is just the beginning, like more people have been missing their preventive care visits through throughout the pandemic. That's not good. <laughs> you know, they're delaying everything from cholesterol checks to cancer screening. So as you can imagine, cancer is being diagnosed at later stages. You know, uh, a term that's been tossed around a lot the past year or so is this term herd immunity. (laughs) Not sure if you've heard this before, no pun intended, but uh, a lot of people say that we don't need the COVID vaccine because that's the way you build up, quote unquote, herd immunity. (laughs) Herd immunity, herd immunity. I don't know. Let let me tell you, this is the dumbest thing I've heard in a while. And here's why, you know, don't 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 crucify me just yet. Hear me out. You know, first off, herd immunity is when a large part of a population of an area is immune to a specific disease. People think that by not getting vaccinated and catching COVID, like willingly and letting it run its course, as they say, that they they think that they'll they'll develop this herd immunity. They'll they'll develop some sort of way of defeating COVID. Let, Let me tell you. This is a silly mentality for a lack of better terms. (laughs) You know, in order uh, for a society to reach herd immunity, they would all first have to have rock solid immune systems, an immune system that has the capability of easily defending itself against a virus like the coronavirus. I'm sorry to say this, but we as a nation, we're sick. And I don't mean mentally, you know what I mean? Although that's debatable also, but as a nation, we're not in a position to develop herd immunity. So that being said, I think it's time for a collective reboot, you know what I mean? To reset all of our pandemic habits. Is anyone listening out there? Like, is this microphone on? I I hope I have your attention now because... When though, when, even though some people have taken notice of this and have started to take advantage of some of the flexibility that comes with remote work, for example, like building in some physical activity into your into their normal daily lives, not everyone has that flexibility. So, you know, that being said, I've got four tips to help you get started. 
Are you ready? <laughs> so the first is make an appointment with yourself. Think about that. Let that stew. Try to schedule your workouts or, you know, physical activity. Literally, like pull up your Google calendar and determine, look at it, size it up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and figure out where in your day you can fit in 30 minutes or more of exercise. This is how you make sure it's something you're actually going to do, you know, just just like you wouldn't skip a work meeting or doctor's appointment, right? Do the same with your exercise. Put it on your calendar, you know? When you do this, when you put time on your calendar to walk, to run, or to go to the gym, you'll, you'll be surprised how much this can help you stick with it. Guaranteed. <laughs> you know, the second tip is, we're going to move right along, set bite-sized goals. If you want to run a marathon, listen, <laughs> you've got to start with a mile. You're not just going to run out there on the day of the marathon and run the marathon and win it. You know what I mean? It ain't going to happen. So something small, something doable. You want to focus on something you can make progress on each day. When, when we have bite-sized goals, we're more likely to achieve them. This is true whether you're trying to change uh, exercise or eating habits or if you're trying to save money, it doesn't matter. Think about it. Saving $150 a month is the same as saving $5 a day. But when we focus on the smaller daily goal, it feels better and, and it's much easier to actually get to your goal of $150 a month. The goals don't seem as big as or as impossible to achieve. That's just it. Tip number three is make it fun. <laughs> you know you want to watch the new show of on Netflix that everyone's talking about. I know. I I'm right there with you. Instead of putting off your workout routine to watch that show, try this instead. Hold off on watching the show until you're at the gym. Think about it. You could be achieving your workout goal and enjoying yourself at the same time. Win, win, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Or, hear me out, <laughs> if you've been waiting to reconnect with a friend, ask them to join you for a walk. You'll be combining that one-on-one -on -one connection time investment uh, with your friendship all while getting in your steps for the day. And you can, you know, it doesn't have to be in person. <laughs> These days we are super hyper connected, you know, so if you want to FaceTime someone, if you want to just uh, Facebook message someone or, you know, whatever, if you want to actually call someone on the phone, do it, but connect and do it together with a friend and catch up while you walk or jog or whatever. The point is, is that <laughs> if you don't enjoy it while you're doing it, you won't last very long, period. That's the end of the day. So make it fun. <laughs> Number four, bet on yourself. There's, um, there's a body of science to back up the idea that we're more likely to achieve our goals if we have to give up something because, you know, we don't stick to our plan. Actually, there's some great research on cigarette smokers who want to quit smoking where they put up some money, uh, you know, they put some money on the line, basically, and uh, that, that they'll essentially lose if they don't quit within six months kind of like they're betting on the fact that they'll quit and if they don't well <laughs> just like in vegas 
<laughs> you either win or you lose, right? But in this case, if they don't quit, if they don't hit their goal, they lose the bet with themselves and they lose their money. That uh, risk reward type of approach that like this is shown to improve success rates by at least 30%. And actually, you can do this online. There's a website called Stick, S-T-I-K-K. -K. I don't know if you've heard about it, but there's this website where you can register and then set yourself up with a goal, sign a commitment contract, and then you put up some money. You put, a, put up a little wager. If you reach your goal at the end of the commitment, then the money is returned right back to you. Otherwise, <laughs> guess what? It's gone forever. <laughs> and that's that's pretty hard to deal with if you ask me. That's, I mean, I, I suppose you could do the same with a buddy, but having that unbiased third party is a game changer if you ask me. It's like, it's like losing a grand at the blackjack table in Vegas and then trying to beg the cashier or, you know, to get your money back. <laughs> Fat chance, right? It ain't happening. But there you have it, you know, four tips to help you break your pandemic habits. And, you know, this is the perfect time to do it. We're just rolling into springtime and spring can be your fresh start to a new you. Because listen, the more you know, the better you'll be. And now with all that said and done, let's switch gears and move on to our second segment with Mighty Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed that last uh, segment, um, Healthy Conversations. That was, that's a good. I mean, I don't buy you, but I have a bunch of uh, habits that I, I, I think I need to write them down. I'm going to have to list them down every time I catch myself doing something uh, stupid that I know that I normally don't or, or wouldn't do. Uh, and, and start working on them into like one by one and just bang them out. But anyway, <laughs> that's just me. That's maybe that's a, like that's a bonus tip. How about that? We'll, we'll call that a bonus tip. Bonus tip number five. There you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's move on to Mighty Man. We're talking about the seven healthiest foods to eat for natural weight loss right now, this spring, right now, because you know we're. In the we're, we're approaching spring. Has, has spring actually? I don't even. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe by the time you hear this, spring had you know would have already has sprung. I don't know. But maybe I should have Googled it before I got came on <laughs> before I recorded this podcast. But listen, this might come as a shock to some of you or not. You know, I I, I know many of you are as smart as a whip, as they say. <laughs> but in case you didn't know, not all calories are created equal so for example uh there used to be this misconception that avocados fruit and some healthy oils made you fat <laughs> these days we know this is not the case there's so many studies out there that have shown in the past how healthy fats and fiber-filled fruits are actually the keys <laughs> like those are the keys to losing weight naturally and the seven foods we're about to talk about uh, we're about to talk about will keep you fuller longer and help your body burn away fat and shed that unwanted winter slash COVID weight <laughs> that a lot of us have inadvertently packed on. We were just talking about that in healthy conversations. And actually, some high fat 
calorie rich foods uh, will actually give your body the nutrients that'll support a healthy metabolism, but only when you eat them in moderation. So I've got to throw that in there, you know, they may be high in calories or fat, but you know, when you eat them in moderation, you'll get some good nutrients out of them and they'll, you know, also keep your blood sugar low, <laughs> which is key for a lot of people out there, especially in the US. And now keeping your blood sugar low has other benefits too, like boosting natural weight loss. So it's really important to always keep that in mind, you know? So if you're able to naturally lose weight, like boost that natural weight loss mechanism that your body has, then that alone is gonna, ha has good benefits to it as well, you know? So some nutritionists even suggest that in order to lose weight and keep it off, they say to ditch diets altogether, like stop focusing on Weight Watchers or Atkins or even the uh, more recently popular uh, keto type diets. And instead, like forget all that and start focusing on adding more whole plant foods to your plate. So if one of your personal goals for the springtime is to get in shape or simply eat cleaner to be healthier, then you might be surprised to find out how easy it actually is. So let's get right into it. <laughs> the first food item that'll set you up for a six pack summer is the almighty avocado. Boom. I, I love avocados. I mean, what's there not to like? You know, it helps you feel fuller longer and reduces your insulin resistance. Uh, if you love guacamole, here's some really good news that, you know, even eating avocado may help lose weight due to its high fiber and healthy fat content. So one cup of sliced avocado has almost one third of your daily recommended intake. Just one cup. That's it. Uh, fiber and weight loss go hand in hand. And this is because it reduces your appetite, making you feel fuller longer. So if you're feeling full, then there's a good chance you won't be eating, <laughs> right? In fact, after eating an avocado, you'll feel full for up to six hours afterwards. So if you eat an avocado midday for lunch, let's say, you know, <laughs> this will help you avoid reaching for any snacks until dinner. So if you find yourself always snacking, Maybe you just need to throw in some avocado into your diet. You know what I mean? Think about that. Like your body will simply not crave those high calorie snacks and treats. You know, this is great if you're trying to burn fat because this is one of the things that trip most people up. It's the whole snacking thing and not feeling full or basically just feeling hungry all the time. We all know that avocados are known for their fat content. You know, they're that, that good fat and this Heart healthy fat may also help you lose weight by getting your body used to burning fat for energy. Not, not only that, but there's a third reason avocados are beneficial for weight loss, and it's this. It's not just avocados that make you feel full or the healthy fats they have. I mean, that's good and whatnot, but there's a sugar in avocados called manoheptalose. Uh, yeah, I had to look that one up. Uh, this sugar helps the way your body uses insulin. It helps to reduce insulin re uh, resistance. So essentially, avocado is a perfect combination of fat, fiber, and a plant-based 
naturally occurring carb that tells your body to burn more fat naturally. (laughs) That's why avocados are so awesome. They have so many benefits. And like, you know, think about that. It's it's all these compounding uh, effects to your diet, to your body. It, it, It fires up that inner, that natural inner fat burning mechanism that we all have, but hasn't been tapped into. Think about it. (laughs) And while you're thinking about it, we're going to move along to the second healthiest food we have, matcha tea. So matcha is a uh, Japanese green tea powder made from dried leaves. And uh, this tea contains a powerful, powerful plant compound that has several known health benefits. (laughs) So there's been uh, studies that show that this compound helps reduce inflammation and increases a hormone in your body that helps you feel full. This is why it's used or recommended for those who are trying to burn fat naturally. You know, so you can find this compound uh, in green tea uh, more than in other teas because of the way that the green tea specifically is processed. So the way that green tea gets processed before you even buy it affects how much of this fat melting compound you'll find in it. And even though green tea has the highest amount of the compound, you can find it in other teas like oolong and black, but you'll have a lot less because of the way uh, they're either partially or fully oxidized, according to one report. Uh, you know, and, and green teas are usually made from the sinensis uh, tea plant, and then the stems and veins of the leaves are removed. Once that's done, the then the soft part of the leaf is ground up into a powder. This simple process is merely of, of merely grounding the leaves down keeps the active ingredients intact. There's not much uh, breaking down of the active ingredients within the plant. Uh, one of them being this fat melting compound that we keep that I keep mentioning. Uh, known as EGCG. So that's basically why uh, matcha, in specifically, <laughs> is better for you than many other teas than, uh, that are more processed on their way to being packaged and sold and whatnot. So there's a lot less processing, if you will. You know what I mean? Like I said, you just, they, you just pull the, st- uh, the stem off and, and the veins, and then they grind up or they ground the tea leaf itself into a powder. What you get in a matcha tea bag is as close to leaves off the vine as you possibly can get without cultivating the leaves yourself, uh, you know, in your own uh, vegetable garden and brewing them uh, as is. So, you know, there you go. The third uber healthy food to start melting away that belly fat is chili peppers. (laughs) I don't know if you knew that, but if, uh, if you're like me and love spicy food, then... This one is totally a win-win because here's the thing. Chili pepper helps boost your metabolism and burn fat quickly, period. (laughs) That's basically it. The ingredient that gives chili peppers a spicy kick and, you know, that that makes your eyes water and and your mouth light up on fire, (laughs) this is called capsaicin. It's also the active ingredient in uh, cayenne pepper, but uh, the capsaicin has been shown to help boost your metabolism and lower the feelings of being hungry. So the hormone found in these peppers is known to activate what's uh, known as brown fat. You know, and this brown fat 
transfers the energy from food to heat. This is basically the body's master controller that tells it to burn calories and that helps you to burn fat and lose weight. This process of burning calories, uh, you may have heard it before, it's known as thermogenesis. And they're actually still studying the connection between capsaicin and weight loss. Uh, but what can be said is that it does support healthy weight management. That much is pretty clear at this point, and and that's why it's recommended as a um, you know weight loss uh, ingredient or you know something some type of food that you should be getting into your diet. The fourth super healthy fat melting food is ginger. I love ginger. <laughs> ginger has a ton of good stuff going on. Uh, let's start with the active ingredient of ginger, which is, uh, oddly enough, gingerol. So this is a perf, uh, like a powerful antioxidant that has super anti-inflammatory properties. Um, and it can also lower lipid accumulation in the body, which basically means that you'll store less fat. <laughs> basically, let's just put it that way. You know, you, who wouldn't want to store less fat? Let me know. <laughs> there are studies that show how ginger may be a natural weight loss supplement. And there have also been studies done on rats where they fed a group of lab rats. They fed them ginger oil along with a super high fat diet. So they got a bunch of fat rats and they kept feeding them fat stuff, you know, fatty stuff. But they gave them uh, ginger oil, you know, along with their fat. And then, of course, uh, there was a control group that was fed the high-fat diet, but no ginger oil. And what they found was that essentially the rats on ginger oil <laughs> had a much healthier, uh, healthier response to the food they ate than those not given the ginger oil. So they found that these fat rats that were taking uh, the ginger oil, uh, they, they had less side effects i guess you would say like they were they were less likely to be uh more obese but the 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 fat rats that didn't have the ginger oil like they got fatter and some died and stuff like that so it was pretty crazy but uh, a similar test was done on over 400 overweight people that had pretty much the same results you know half of the test subjects were given uh ginger supplements to see what the effect of ginger would have on weight loss and what they found was that the people who had taken the supplements were able to reduce body weight and their waist to hip ratio. So not only did they lose weight on the scale, but they also lost several inches from their waist. Think about that. They also noticed that those people who had the ginger supplement improved major health markers. So they were able to lower their blood sugar levels while at the same time raising their good cholesterol. So here's a kicker for you though. Uh, there was another study that looked at the effects of taking dietary supplements from uh, green tea, capsaicin, and ginger extract, like all together, and especially what impact these three supplements would have on weight loss together. And, uh, you know, in the study that followed 50 overweight uh, women for eight weeks, what they found was that these supplements had like a lot of beneficial effects on, on weight and BMI and, and like the insulin and, and, and metabolism and stuff like that. So it looks like <laughs> the verdict is in and, uh, you know, ginger is a good thing to, uh, you know, add 
to your diet <laughs> on its own and when taken together with green tea and capsaicin it's just good all around so that being said let's move on to the fifth healthiest food on this list and it's oolong tea we kind of mentioned this earlier but it, it, it does help your body burn calories and break fat down <laughs> both great side effects if you ask me we know that all caffeine, whether it's in coffee or tea, we know that it's stimulating. We know that, you know, it increases your metabolism and your energy. And it's been shown uh, to help people keep weight off. So, like, who doesn't like that? You know what I mean? <laughs> who wouldn't want those uh, side effects, if, if you will, you know? But did you know that oolong tea is especially effective because uh, the benefits of caffeine are combined with a compound that has the ability to break down fat quickly? It's true. <laughs> oolong tea is a traditional uh, Chinese tea that is in its own category. It's between the black and uh, green teas. And uh, drinking oolong can help torch the fat while you sleep. How amazing is that? <laughs> like, who wouldn't want to drink tea at night and wake up in the morning just a bit lighter? <laughs> Sign me up, my friend. I need so I need some of that. Like, this kind of reminds me, note to self, need to stock up on oolong. <laughs> anyway, just like all teas, oolong contains caffeine. I mean, it's no different. It's a tea. It has caffeine. But uh, because of the, you know, the caffeine, it, the caffeine impacts energy metabolism by increasing your heart rate so maybe not so good if you've got some other blood or heart related issues going on but if you're good with all that and, and looking to melt some fat easily and naturally and in your sleep <laughs> then just know that there are studies that suggest that tea consumption may also increase the breakdown of fat independent of the effects of caffeine like besides the the fact that it gives you energy and it get you know gets you going it literally breaks down fat so think about that the sixth fat melting power food is papaya <laughs> this tropical food is high in fiber and we know how good fiber is for your gut and for maintaining those feelings of uh fullness you know that being full but it's got three grams like think about this it has three grams of fiber per cup that's a pretty good amount of naturally occurring fiber if you you know like if you decide to add a citrus or tropical fruit to your diet then just know that papaya is one of the better choices now obviously because of the high content of fiber you can get from it <laughs> that's what makes it such a good choice you know and the, the fiber itself, you know, it's it's been linked to weight loss because, again, it makes you feel fuller longer and it helps your body regulate blood sugar. This is important, super important, because it helps your gut release energy <laughs> at a steady pace, like not all at once and then you just kind of crash. And so this steady pace will keep your blood sugar from spiking and these spikes like we said, is it causes your insulin to tell your body to store energy in the form of fat. So naturally, if your blood sugar is not spiking, then you have less of these signals to your body and less storing of fat. 
Also, <laughs> the fiber found in papaya slows down the digestion of things like carbohydrates. So again, carbs are one of those things that kind of cause these spikes in your body, you know, which which causes again causes your body to store fat. But the the fiber in the papaya it slows down that whole process, so you won't get those spikes from the carbs. So when you again when you slow down your body's intake of carbs, what happens is that you end up feeling fuller quicker and staying full longer. Sounds good to me, if you you know what I mean. Now I don't I don't think I have to tell you that this is a good thing, right? Because it is. I mean, it makes it easier to lose weight period and because your body isn't digesting food so fast then when you eat high fiber foods like papaya you won't have any or you know you'll have less i guess of of a sugar crash you know you won't feel hungry soon thereafter you know what i mean like like you normally do like if you have something that's high in carbs you you feel full for the time being but then you have that crash and all of a sudden you're starving again you stay feeling fuller longer it's just that good you know so let's move on to the seventh and final bikini body friendly food here and that is coconut oil or uh mct oil so um Coconut oil has what's known as medium chain triglycerides. <laughs> so when these triglycerides are sold as uh, as an MCT oil, this is a popular additive to coffee. If you've probably heard this in the past, uh, that this, it, like when you add it to uh, coffee, it helps boost your natural body's uh, fat burning mechanism or that that process. These oils, these MCT oils, can help push your body into ketosis this is uh the metabolic state where you burn fat as fuel as long as you keep carbs to a minimum so research has found that uh mcts this oil increases the feelings of being full by helping your body get the message that it's full so it's like a, a chemical reaction if you will you know that that helps your brain get that fullness signal from your body and now all this is great but let, let's keep this little point in mind here like coconut oil is just like any other oil you'll want to use it sparingly you don't want to overdo it you know what i mean because here's the thing if these so-called healthy oils can uh add to your overall uh calorie intake you know like if you overdo it you're, you're packing on the calories you know what i mean so again if you're counting calories and you're using coconut oil then just make sure that you're accurately measuring the amount of oil that you use so you're you keep pre uh, precise track of your calories and as always <laughs> the best way to lose weight burn fat and keep it off is simply by eating a diet of whole plant-based foods and uh you know supplementing your diet with premium supplements and staying active every day you got this you know it's easier than you think you know in fact that's why i put together my mind hacks freebie so you can see exactly how simple it is to get started and stay committed to your goals and so with all that said and done, that's it, you guys. That's my show for today. I hope you found some valuable information here. 
nothing else, I hope I've entertained you for a few minutes and was able to bring you a little manly sunshine to your day. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to listen to me. It's very much appreciated. On next week's episode, we'll be talking about sleeping in the Goldilocks zone. So fellas, if you'd like to know what's the right amount of sleep you need, next week's episode is for you. And look, your health and fitness goals are easier to achieve than you might think. First and foremost, it's all about getting your mind straight right from the get-go. So I have a freebie for you called 10 Daspination Mind Hacks that'll help you whip your mind into shape so that you can turn around and whip your body into shape. Does that sound good to you? Then head on over to podcast.daspination.com slash to get your freebie today and start using these 10 hacks to exercise consistently and create the real and lasting results you're truly after and that you absolutely deserve. That's podcast.daspination.com slash mindhacks. Again, that's podcast.daspination.com slash mindhacks. Be in the know starting right now. Also, don't forget to rate me on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening to this episode right now. And leave me a nice, fat, juicy, five-star review and some absolutely beautiful words of why you love the show so much it really helps me get the word out and it's honestly one place where your vote truly matters till our next chat take care now bye